Welcome to the latest edition of Anyone, Anywhere, Anytime with me, Marshan Kenny. I can't thank you enough for supporting the show early on. And I want to promote something early on. The world-famous To The Top Talk podcast has a big golf tournament coming up on April 21st and 22nd, where all the proceeds from the tournament go to supporting the Southern Miss men's and women's golf team. So if you want to get a team together and get out there for a good cause, give my guys Jason Bailey and Patrick Lowry over to the Top Talk podcast to shout and get a team together and have a great time. I was actually honorary captain there last year and had an absolute blast with Angela and I just riding around in a golf cart all weekend long. Good times. So speaking of good times too, I've really been enjoying the fan comments for this show and that's going to come in this next segment that we call Four and Out. Well, recently on Twitter and Facebook, I asked the Southern Miss Nation, if you had three wishes, what would those three wishes be for Southern Miss Athletics? Once again, I can't get to all the comments. There are a lot of good ones, but I got to four of them that I thought were pretty dang solid. And first up from Twitter, Chad Kennedy, Twitter handle at Original CK. He says, number one, baseball win multiple college World Series. Number two, the football program returned back to the giant slaying championship program they were in the 80s and 90s. I know a little bit about that. Number three, basketball program make the NCAA tournament every year. Great comments right there, Chad. Next up from Facebook, my friend Steve Farmer chimed in. He said, number one, Pete Taylor Park upgrades, a new hitting facility there with seats on top, upgrading the roost, possibly putting more seats along the right field line. Number two, he says, we need an indoor football practice field. That would be his wish. Number three, a basketball arena project needs to get underway as it may be done in stages. Great three wishes right there, Steve. Next up, from Twitter, Matt Rockwell, at the Matt Rockwell. Solid guy right there. I know Matt very well. Number one, buy the apartment complex behind the third baseline at the Pete so we could expand it. Number two, sell the naming rights to the Rock to Margaritaville and make a real party deck above the end zone suites. And number three, renovate Reed Green Coliseum. I love that second one, make a party atmosphere. Uh, the Rock presented by Margaritaville. I love that. And fourth up from Facebook, Rod, Rob Hamrick says, number one, build an indoor practice facility for football. Number two, replace or completely renovate Reed Green Coliseum for basketball. And number three, make additional renovations to M.M. Roberts, such as refurbished restrooms, bigger and better concessions, and more chair back seats. Great comments right there, Rob. Appreciate the comments from everybody and please keep them coming in. Well, I am so excited about this next interview. It comes from a guy who is making a tremendous impact, not only at Southern Miss, but also on the entire college football scene. This season coming into 2023 is one of the best football players you'll see. So this next interview comes with Southern Miss running back Frank Gore Jr., well, today's guest is with a guy whose smile lights up every room he enters. Last <laughs> year in the Lending Tree Bowl game, he rushed for 329 yards, broke the FBS bowl record, set the school record for rushing. So with all that said, today I've got the one and only Frank Gore Jr. Frank, how's the world treating you, man? I'm doing very good. I'm doing very good. Working hard and just staying humble. Absolutely. And that's what everybody loves about you, man. You're humble, but you work hard, you do all the right things. And we appreciate that. 
Yes, sir. So coming into this season, man, every publication I've seen so far, you're on top 10 running back list in college football right now. I mean, you're you're well known. Your name is pronounced out there. How does that make you feel, man, just knowing that, hey, man, I, I, people know who I am? Uh, I'm very blessed to be in this position. But I, I feel like at the same time I'm being shortballed because how hard I work, how much of an impact that I put not only on my teammates but on the game of football and on kids. So I just feel like I'm being shortballed, and that, that gives me an extra itch to just push. Oh, I love it. That's a beautiful thing about Southern Miss. Got a chip on our shoulder. Us against the world mentality keeps us going, man. Yes, sir. Uh, well, Frank, everything with you had to start somewhere. Miami, Florida, Killian High School, where you played quarterback and running back. Man, give me some stories from the high school days when you were kind of that slash type player. Oh, man, high school was my glory days. Uh, I just felt like I just felt like I was so superior at that time. Um, I had a lot of fun in high school. Coach Gibson was my coach. He taught me a lot of great lessons about the game of football and about life. And I just, killing was like a very high point for me. And I'm very thankful that I, I went there. Oh, very cool, man. And obviously your bloodline is solid, man. Your dad, Frank Gore Sr., one of the most legendary running backs in the history of football. Uh, you said he's your father figure, your mentor, your trainer, your best friend. Uh, talk about just the relationship that you and your dad have. My dad, that, that's my God, man. Just he's always there for me. He's never looking to put me down or to tell me like, oh, you're wrong. He just tries to get an understanding of me and just help me become a man because he knows no one's perfect. And he just wants me to just keep going and keep taking a step forward. So I really appreciate my dad. Yeah, absolutely, man. We see him at the games too, man. He says he's your number one fan, which is always a cool thing. He, he's so my coming number out of one high critic. school, man. What's that? He's my number one critic for sure. Ah, <laughs> that, that's a good thing. <laughs> Keeps you going, man. No, uh, no more motivation than what dad tells you. Let's get going. So that's Thanks. awesome. Uh, so, man, so coming out of high school, I mean, you know, you, you, you were pretty decent high recruited. Uh, how'd you wind up at Southern Miss? How'd that story uh, go down? Uh, I was committed to Lane Kiffin with Florida Atlantic. And I was pretty much set on going there, but like Southern Miss just kept pushing with me. Like we kept contact throughout my high school and they just kept talking to me. And then the whole thing went down when Lane Kiffin went to Ole Miss and he said he wasn't going to take me with him. So we, I just felt more connected here at Southern Miss. And then once I came on my visit, I liked the, like the vibe of the city. Like I felt like I could adapt to it and it's somewhere I could just be comfortable. And then yeah, that's pretty much it. I just, now I love it here, though. I love that I came here. I love everything about it. Oh, that, that's great to hear, man. Everybody loves a, a lot about you. They love uh, Frank Gore Jr. representing Southern Miss. Now, let's be honest, man. Your first two years, the COVID year, and you, you got that year, and then your freshman year, man, it, it was tough. Not a lot of winning. You were doing well rushing yard-wise, but how were those first two years here, man? Because we had to overcome a lot, really, to get back on track. The 2020-2021 season. It was very hard, but I always knew like the future was bright. So like I never just dwelled on the past and just every new season I put whatever was behind, just let it be and just try to put my best foot forward for the next season. And I'm still doing that. And hopefully we can just continue to get better even from last year. Heck yeah. And, and getting to that 2021 season, one of the coolest things happened. I mean, we weren't winning towards the end of the year. We had two games left in 2021. Quarterback situation, injuries, what have you, got a little rough there. Coach Will Hall decides to get a little radical with his thoughts, man, and, <laughs> and do this thing called the super back. Um, 
What were your thoughts when Coach Hall sat you down before those last two games and said, hey, Frank, I got an idea. I think, I, I, uh, I think we're going to put I you was, in quarterback, man. Tell me about that. Tell me about I that. I was so excited. Like, that <laughs> was probably one of my best moments ever to hear that, that I could just get a chance to play quarterback again on the collegiate level. I was so ready. Um, coming into practice, like, the day before practice, uh, we are doing, like, weekly prep, and Coach Hall had a meeting with me. Like, going home, I remembered all the whole script. Like, every play, I remembered it all. And I was just so excited and thankful that he gave me the opportunity. Oh, yeah. I was excited, too, man. I'm still excited. So, Frank, you see my super back sign ball right there, man. I, I remember I that ball. Heck, yeah, I remember man. that ball. Right there, Frank. <laughs> I love the super back. And one thing about it, man, watching you play, uh, like, like I said, a lot of people may not have known you played quarterback in high school, but you got an arm on you, man. Yeah. I mean, you have one of the prettiest deep balls in college football. Now, I'm going to ask you a question. We got some new quarterbacks in-house this year, but do you think you still got the best arm on the team or what, man? Is there a little little competition there? <laughs> I got to see. Spring game, I'm going to try out throw. I'm going to try to see how far can I get, how far can they get. Ah, very cool, man. I love that competition because you're very competitive. I've seen that, man. I want to get into a little X's and O's right now. So when you're in the shotgun, when you're in kind of that super back look, when we run the ball, you kind of do a little delay of when it's kind of like a play here and there, let the play develop. During a play like that, are you looking for the hole to open? Are you watching what the defense does before you hit the hole? But what kind of those delayed draw type plays when you're in the super back? What, what's in your mind right there, what you're looking for? Uh, I pretty much uh, develop like how they're lined up before the play because I know I get a good look at how they lined up and whether they're coached. I, like, I know a coach, if they just come all the way down, I know a coach trusts me to just try to throw the ball deep. So that's the first thing I look for, how if they're coming up. And, and if they come up, I know what, what coach is going to change the play to. But once, once I get the once – we, once we snap the ball, um, I just want to see how my blockers how my block is going to develop and how the linebackers will react. Like, will they overflow or will they play it slow and things like that. And then from there, I just go from there with reaction. Yeah, nobody goes better than you, man. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Get, yeah, no doubt, man. Getting into some running back talk, too. There's a thing I always see with running backs, vision. You got to have vision. Uh, I've seen you quoted sometimes with how the game slows down. Uh, you're at a point now in your career. You know, I know when you first kind of start the games, football's fast, man. Look at all this stuff going on. But it slowed down for you, man. Talk a little bit about your vision, seeing stuff uh, like maybe a lot of running backs can't. It, it, it comes all from – weekly preparation. Uh, my last year coach, coach, me and coach Jordy Joseph, he had me prepared for pretty much everything, like pretty much everything the other team could throw at us. So I just feel like that comes from me watching film throughout the week and me knowing some certain players' tendencies and things like that. And like how, like cer certain teams will be more aggressive than other teams. So me just understanding like what the team bring and what would I have to bring that game. Yeah, you make it look so easy, too, man. It's, it's fun you. to watch. <laughs> Thank so you. getting into last season, man, I want to talk about one game in particular because I got to the, the Miami game. I mean, that's your dad's alma mater, your hometown. What was your mindset heading into that Miami game? I wanted to beat him. I wanted to beat him. The whole week, I just told my dad we're going to beat him. Uh, we came short, but I feel like it was very – it was a blessing to play in front of all my friends and family again, especially at this level because – not too many. There's a small percent in this world that get to play D1 football. So I was just very thankful and blessed just to be able to go back home and play. 
yeah, the ball bounced a little different ways. We, we might get that game out there, but it was definitely a, a hard-nosed battle out there. But I'm sure that was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. Kind of getting into the 22 season, man, you're starting to see all the blood, sweat, hard work, and tears, man, pay off. Uh, getting to the last game of the season, finish 6-6, six and six, man, getting to a bowl game. How did that feel after, you know, your third year here? Man, the reward of a bowl game for you and the guys. What, what was that feeling when you knew you were going, going to Mobile for a bowl? Uh, I was very, very – it felt very, very like you could just take a deep breath and just let it be because, like, we've been through so much from quarterback changes to coaching changes the first year. Like, that group of guys has been through so much. So I was just so happy that the seniors could go out the right way and just – to be able to play one more game and just to display their talents. Yeah, I was so excited about it. Got to see it in person. And uh, you put on a performance for the ages, man, Thank and you. set a new FBS Bowl record. Yeah, it was fun to watch the way you took over that game. One play in particular made all the highlight shows. The 55-yard touchdown run against Rice, where, I mean, you made the defense look kind of foolish. <laughs> uh, man, talk about that play. And you know, it's it gets replayed quite a bit. Do, do you remember that exact play? I remember on? exact play. Uh, if you remember the drive before, the it was third and eight, I think, and I fumbled. I got the I I answered, I got the first down, but the guy punched the ball out. And like, like we talked, me and my running back coach, he calls, he's in the box, so he called from the phone. He's like, we're going to come back to it. It's there. Don't worry about the fumble. I told him, hey, coach, I got it. Just just give it back to me. So coming into the huddle, Coach Hall was like, oh, we're running the same exact play. And I knew I knew it was going to hit the exact same, and I knew where the guy was coming from. So I just angled away from him to get the defense flowing towards that way and just cut it back on all of them. And then from there, it was just green grass. Man, it was all over ESPN, all over YouTube. You know, it was, it was a play people still talk about. When you split the defenders at the end, man, that was wild. Uh, so great, great game, unbelievable game, unprecedented game you put on right there. So we get the post game, man. Everybody celebrate. <laughs> you're on the field. I know you, you may know what I'm about. That. <laughs> so, you know, you're hyped up. Your family's excited. And uh, your aunt pops into the interview. And uh, you kind of like, Auntie, chill. So, man, talk <laughs> about the Auntie Chill. Because it, it turned into a fun thing people talk about. <laughs> my, 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 my auntie's really, really, really energetic. Like, she, she would she, have the most fun ever in our locker room. So I just needed to calm her down before she gets to where she could be. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. Yeah, it's just a fun moment. It, it, it's one of those things people still talk about. It just builds the aura, Frank Door, man. I got anti-choke. <laughs> but speaking of an interview after, man, you know, we got the transfer portal and things like that in college football. You know, people are concerned to lose a big name like yourself to bigger programs. It, it just is, or another program. Man, you did one of the coolest things that fans just respect so much. You immediately said, I'm loyal to Southern Miss in more or less words. I'm staying here, man. What made you feel like I need to just get that out and, and make sure people know that, that I've got a home here? Uh, just hearing, hearing everything throughout the whole week, um, just the whole situation that was going on, like I just didn't wanted to get that out the air for my teammates, for my fans, for my family, for everyone, just to let it out the air and just make it clear that I'm staying here because like I feel like, being being here is special. Like being being able to from going from three and nine from my freshman year until hopefully going to twelve and zero next year and just being a big name. So like I feel like that'll be a lot on myself, uh, on my teammates as well. And I feel like I owe my teammates everything. We all been through the same thing, the same struggle. 
So I feel like who am I to just abandon them when I feel like we're at our best when we're getting towards what we worked for. Yeah, you you making that call right after saying you're loyal to Southern Miss, man. The, the love and, and respect for you from the Southern Miss fans after that just grew tenfold. Even everybody loves and respects heck out of you already. So, man, I want to get into something because I interviewed Coach Hall about four or five weeks ago. And, man, when I bring your name up, he just lights up. Uh, man, what's it like, the relationship with you and Coach Will Hall and, and, and just your, your thoughts on being coached by him? Uh, that's my guy. I love Coach Hall to the, to the death of me. Like, at first, we had, like, a very shaky relationship. But, like, like he sat me down and told me, like, this life of game. And, like, as he tells you things, it starts to unfold and you can see it. And, like, from there on, I just gave all my trust to him. Like, right now, he could tell me, Frank, get up and run through the wall. I'll do it. No questions asked because I fully trust him. And I know he, he have the same mindset as a father. So he wouldn't want me to do anything wrong or do anything in harm's way. Oh, Frank, that's awesome words. Because, yeah, I mean, I see it in his eyes. He thinks the world of you, man. Uh, one other coach I want to talk about, because you guys are heavy with him in the offseason, Coach Lance Ankar. Whenever <laughs> I bring him up to the play, yeah, you light up. Everybody lights up. And he lights up when I, when I brought you up. I interviewed him not too long ago. But, uh, man, what's it like working for just a, a guy who's just built for strength? He's really he, a strength coach. He's the perfect you. strength coach. He, yeah. knows how to, he knows how to get under your skin and make you just want to live all the way in the world because like he just like makes you feel like it's never enough like he always makes you feel like you could do so much more and I'm like that's a very good quality I feel like he have and like that's my god that's like a coach's that's like a player's coach like that's the definition of a player's coach oh man that's awesome yeah because I mean a lot of times you spend more time with your strength coach and you even do your position coach especially yeah. in the offseason putting in all the all the work uh so Frank um Behind the scenes a little bit, man, you know, uh, game day, for example, what's it like in the mind and the, the mindset the day of Frank Gore when he wakes up on game day knowing he's got he's got some big stuff ahead of him, man? Just, just what, what's a day like for you on uh, game day? Well, my game day starts the night before. Uh, make sure I go through every play and make sure I know the, every route or every everything that has to go on in that play. And before I go to sleep, I pray, of course, like thanking the Lord and thanking him for giving me this opportunity to go be able to play the next day. And then once it's Saturday, I just try to be loose. I don't want to be uptight with myself, just like have my make my teammates laugh, smile. So like we wake up, we go to breakfast. Breakfast is a very free time. He let us talk, whatever. Uh, just making my teammates laugh or whatever throughout that time. Then we do walkthrough. Walkthrough, I make sure we're serious and make sure everyone knows that we're locked in. And from walkthrough, it's basically just like, you can go back to your room, take a nap, uh, get prepared. And then once the team dinner from there on, it's like, I'm a whole another person. Like I'm just locked in from there on out. Now after the game, I, I don't be able to sleep until about five o'clock. <laughs> it's that adrenaline still in you trying to come. Oh yeah. I love that. <laughs> Yeah, especially after the lending tree bowl. Like you probably didn't sleep for days after that, man. <laughs> I did it. I <laughs> so, did it. Yeah, with everybody trying to contact you, man. Um, well, man, one thing about you, and you said that, but when I watch the guys around you, they rally around you, man. They smile. They laugh. You, you, you keep a coolness factor about you. Uh, and things I've read about you, you've, you've kind of had that from a young age. You don't get rattled and things like that. What do you attribute that to? Uh, I really just have an understanding, like, we're really, this is a blessed, like, we're blessed to be able to play this game. And, like, on the flip side, there's people who's really going through 
hard times, like they're homeless, they don't know where they're going to sleep. So I don't feel like I don't feel like us as teammates, we should be happy and blessed and smile to be able to do this because like everyone's not able to do this. So just because we're down in the game don't mean all oh, the world's over. All right, let's just put our best foot forward and keep going and just see where it takes us. And I just feel like that that's just how I think about it and just try to be respectable and cool with everyone because what if what if this football thing and I have to go work for one of my ex-teammates. I just want them to feel like they can trust me and just uh, vouch for me, really. Oh, man, that's awesome. Yeah, coaches love coaching you. Your teammates love being a teammate of you. Everything I've seen so far. So appreciate all you do, man. Thank so you. Let's talk, let's talk a little future, man. 2023 football schedule. I've seen it. It's out. Got, got some nice games on there, man. Uh, at Florida State, at Mississippi State, top 10 Tulane coming up the season at home. Man, you know, the Sun Belt, you know, tough, tough as it is, too. What are your thoughts on some big challenges in 2023? Uh, I'm very excited, especially with coming off being a champion. So we know we're capable of winning. So I just I'm very excited and very determined to just be where we are supposed to be at this point in my career and this program's career. I'm just very determined and excited. Yeah, it's definitely turning around. We can see it uh, unfold in this year, but year three at Coach Hall. And, and let's see how things go, man. I'm fired up for it. Um, man, I, I got to bring it up. I kind of mentioned to you a little bit, a Heisman Trophy campaign, man. I'm, yeah. I'm a guy, let, let's put up a, a Heisman Trophy campaign for Frank Gore. Uh, you know, we really haven't had a, a true Heisman candidate. That's been you know, 30 years, give or take. What are your thoughts, man, just being in the breath of a Heisman Trophy campaign or possibilities? Does your mind go there? Uh, somewhat, but like not too really, because I'm, I'm more focused on a Sunbelt championship and I know my role in that will have to be large and I mean, big for us to just be able to win that and just come together as one and be like a orange bowl champion or something of that nature. So I just try to put my best foot forward every day, work hard with my teammates, try to come to understanding with the coaches. And just just work hard and don't focus on something that's so far away. No, but it's definitely it's it's definitely a blessing though to just be able to see myself winning that and just being up here with you guys, the, the Southern Miss Legends. So I just that's 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 what I just want to be. That's what I just so, want to be. Oh, uh, you, you 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 they may build a statue of you one day, man. So <laughs> I'm telling you. But um, man, I want to ask you a, a, a question. So. Frank, you know, young man right now doing really well for yourself. Ten years from now, what do you consider a success in that 10-year run for Frank Gore Jr.? You look back 10 years, you know, from now and what you did. What would something that be like, man, I, I had a little successful 10-year run? Oh, uh, I'll say uh, being successful at the next level, at the highest level of the game. I'll say having some success in that level and just – being a great person, a great role model, and just being there for the people that was there for me once upon a time, and just being able to give back and just do the little things that many people won't do. Man, awesome words spoken from a great leader, great teammate right there, man. Um, so we got to talk into something right now, man. Name, image, likeness, NIL is a big deal, you know, in college sports nowadays, and Southern Miss is really getting this thing organized. What are some things you want to talk about the NIL that Southern Miss is putting together? and uh, ways maybe that fans can promote. So this is definitely a good time for you to shine some light on the NIL within Southern Miss. Yeah, I'm, I'm very thankful for the, the To The Top Collective. Uh, they're giving me 
a lot of opportunity to just network, I'll say, network myself and just show who I am and show my branding and who I want to show the, the audience who I want to be. And I feel like they're, they're doing a great job and I'm very thankful for them because they're taking care of me like I like to be taken care of and they're, they're, they're there for me. They're there for me with no matter what. And I'm very thankful. Oh, very much so. It is, it's a great thing Southern Miss is putting together, man. And uh, like I said, you're a beloved figure around Hattiesburg and the entire Mississippi area. Help turn into college football and area, a beloved figure. Man, what are some words you might want to say to the Southern Miss Nation right now watching this? Be excited. We have we have everything's going the right way. Uh, we're going to keep working hard. We're going to get this program back to where it needs to be this year. I love it. I love it. Strong confidence words, man. So, but uh, like I said, to, to kind of sandwich things with this interview, as you can see right there, a smile that lights up a room. <laughs> He's, you know, one of the greatest college football running backs heading to the 2023 season. We expect the big things. Frank, I can't thank, thank you. you enough for being on today. I thank you. I thank you for just being here for me and just being someone that we can look up to and just being there for our team and just being there for our program. We thank oh, you a I lot. Appreciate, appreciate that. I can't thank you enough for everything you're doing. And I guess the perfect way to end this one is, as always, Southern Miss to the, to the top. top. So, <laughs> appreciate you, Frank. Thank you. Well, I most certainly enjoyed catching up with Frank Gore Jr. right there. I expect big things out of him in the 2023 college football season. Well, next up comes a great story from one of the best to ever wear the black and gold at the Rock, Rod Davis. Rod had 526 career tackles while at Southern Miss. I played middle linebacker, and I promise you, people, that's a lot. 526 tackles. So here's a story from Rod talking about becoming a better leader while he was at Southern Miss. This is Rod Davis, baby. Thanks, Marshane, for having me on. He asked me to, I guess, give a story. Um, I talk about my uh, senior year, uh, which was great, man. It, it was great, but it also came with a lot of responsibility and a lot of accountability. You know, leading up to that year, I was named Playboy All-American. I beat Eli Manning for the Connolly Award. So, you know, most people be like, man, that's a lot of pressure coming on. And nah, that's, a, that's responsibility and being accountable for your teammates. You know, uh, but leading up at the beginning, I wasn't. Uh, we played Cal. The first game of the season, we get our butt beat. You know, Coach Nix, you know, uh, I came into camp a little overweight, and it showed up in that game. The next week, I think we played UAB, played another Sawpark game. We did win that game, but it was a game that shouldn't have been that close. And I remember Coach Bauer bringing me into his office and saying, uh, man, your image is out there that, you know, after the game, uh, just had per prepared, you know, uh, maybe had a year or two or something like that. And I was of age, you know, I was at the time 22, 23 years old, but, uh, you know, I wasn't living up the part. And then it came back to hunt me. We played Nebraska on a Thursday. You know, normally in a normal week, you have time to uh, hydrate and get your body up to part. But uh, I wasn't accountable that week and it showed up. Yeah. Halfway through the game, I'm in the uh, locker room getting an IV because I dehydrated. So leading up into that TCU game, man, all I thought about is being accountable for my team. I thought about being responsible, being out there for four quarters. You know, I told the fans and the student body that, man, we're going to shock the world and, and, and mess up the whole BCS for TCU. And it was great just going out there in that atmosphere to seeing that uh, that goal post come down and see the kids and the, uh, the, the, the student body just 
storm the field, man. That was amazing. 2003, Southern Miss to the top. See you soon, Marshay. Thank you, buddy. Bye. Well, thanks so much for sending that story into the show, Rod Davis. Well, before I close the show, I want to send my thoughts and prayers to everyone in the state of Mississippi or surrounding areas who were affected by the recent horrible weather. Uh, I know a lot of tragedy occurred, and I want you to know that the Kenny household is sending their thoughts and prayers out your way. Well, that's it for another edition of Anyone, Anywhere, Anytime. If you're watching on YouTube, please hit that subscribe button. It's free and easy to do. And if you're listening on Apple or Spotify or what have you, uh, go ahead and subscribe over there as well. Well, until next time, as always, it's Southern Miss to the top.